Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. One thing I think I've struggled with over the years uh, is prioritizing meeting with players yeah, and, and having a strategy going into those meetings and where, cause I think we don't want players to waste our time. Our time's valuable, but we shouldn't waste their time. And so when we do meet with them, having a plan, how and when do you meet with players? Yeah. So, so basketball uh, specific, uh, we meet with our guys six times a year. Uh, we meet with them when they arrive on campus. Uh, we'll meet with them about two weeks prior to the beginning of practice. We'll meet with them about a week prior to the first game. We'll meet with them before Christmas break. Uh, we'll meet with them going into the last month of the season, and then we'll have our postseason meetings. Um, and those are about 15 to 20-minute long meetings, and they're very, very basketball-specific. Here's what you do well from our end. Here's how I think you can help us. Here's what we need from you in practice. Here's what. Uh, it's looking like in games, you're in the rotation, you're starting, you're not in the rotation. I tell kids point blank, hey, you got to be the first guy up, giving everybody a high five, getting water organized, get towels. Like, <laughs> who wants to hear that? Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, like, I'm very, 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 very transparent about where we're at um, and, and how we're going to help them develop, you know. How, how does that help with their – you know, their psyche throughout the season, because I think one of the hardest things as players is the unknown, like yeah. not not knowing why I'm in the position that I'm in. So I would imagine those conversations, the frequency of them really helps with role identification yeah. and those depths when they're, they're not getting the time that they'd like. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I, are you familiar with nations of coaches? Mm -mm, no. Look up nations of coaches. They're unbelievable. But it gets back to why the game of basketball was created. And it gets back to, man, this thing's a team sport. There's one ball. There's five guys. And it was meant to build teamwork, fellowship, togetherness. And the game of basketball looks nothing like that, how it was created. Mm. But the game is still the game. And I tell our guys that, like, this game is not about you. and It's not about me. It's about a team. And we got to do what's best for the team. And sometimes there's a better player in front of you. You know, you're going to have to wait your turn. And I just, I, I ask my guys all the time in quiet moments, uh, all the time about the game of basketball. Why was the game of basketball created? It's amazing how many basketball players play the game and they don't know why it was created. They That's don't good. know why there was a halftime. They don't know why the halftime was created, which was to share, was to share a testimony about your faith. You know, I didn't know that we we don't, you know, nations of coaches, unbelievable for coaches. Mm. But um, in terms of role identification, in terms of all that kids accepting their role, I'm very transparent in recruiting. You work on your game when you come in. It's about the team. And when you get a role, if you don't like your role. The other option is not have a role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, and it has to be that or else you contaminate the group. And, like, we're on a mission and you battle out in practice. Like, I tell our guys all the time, I don't care if you play. 
it's not my job to determine playing time. It's your job. If you're shooting 45% from three and this kid's shooting 25%, for the most part, it's easy for me to make that decision. Mm. Um, I mean, you got to be a great character kid. You got to work really hard. But at the other end, you got to produce. What advice do you have for high school coaches? Because uh, ultimately at college, even though guys like you, it, you don't, you take a little bit of the business feel of it out and like you're doing a great thing with them as people and caring about them more than just play as players you know at the high school level where we don't really have that you know here's your scholarship and you just you won't have it anymore and we you know at my school I don't have 10 other dudes walking down the hallway that that I can just pull from what's your advice to having those those tough conversations with players um, at, and, and while running the risk of, you know, alienating them, telling them something that they really don't want to hear. What's your advice on how we go about that? Yeah, I think, man, we got to do a better job helping kids and parents understand this is a team game. This is a team game. It's not a you thing. And I just think, you know, our society, social media, everything the kids see, it's all about me. Yeah. It's all about me. And I think it starts coming back to there's one ball, there's five players, only five players, eight players are going to get a chance to play. We got a team of 12, 15, 16, 17, whatever you got. Not everybody's going to play. So what are you going to contribute? And then I think as coaches, we got to help guys understand how important their contribution is, mm. regardless of what it is. And that it's value, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think games are won in practice. And I don't think if, unless you have 14, 15 guys in practice, you're not going to have a quality practice, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's hard. Yeah. And so some of those guys have to understand how valuable they are to helping the team uh, be prepared. Um, I think a big part of our job, too, is to help parents understand that they have not failed. They're not a bad parent if their kid's not one of the best players. No question. Like it, no question. It's way more important, to, in my opinion, about as far as what uh, what's a sign of great parenting is if the kid is respectful, he is a great teammate, he handles adversity well, he's going to show up, like you said at the very beginning, and be consistent with his attitude and his effort every day. I mean, right. that's – that to me, those are, are are attributes that like I would love for my sons to have, and I think I feel like they do have. But I think so many times parents are wrapped up with, "I'm failing if my kid's not one of the best or not getting all that time." We got to help them with that too. Yeah, and Matt, so I'll say this: you know, something I've I've gone to for a lot of years is a moving weekend for our guys. We have a player parent coach meeting. We invite the parents to be a part of everything. Mm. And we go over we go over our core values. We go over everything we're going to do. Because I think the more parents know your heart as a coach and more parents know what's going on, they're going to support you. You know, I really believe that. I think I think there's a lot of misinformation and I believe there's a lot of a lot of stuff that gets stirred up throughout the year because parents don't know. And I would invite uh coaches in general high school coaches to see parents as advocates and not adversaries nice i think you're right because they only see 
you know, in our case, the 32 minutes a week. Right. And in those 32 minutes, if they're not one of the five that's dominating the time or maybe six, seven or eight, depending on the year, and they watch their son sitting like that's all they're basing everything off of that and maybe some conversations. But the more that we can bring them, uh, Tyler Costin talks about like they're one of your major stakeholders in your program. And we can't just no act as if they're not there or that their I, the, their um, opinions don't matter. So what can we do to bring them in? I, I think that's great. Yeah, I've had um, like like I added a fundraising piece in for the parents in our meeting this year. Yeah, I'd never done that. But hey, an expectation when you play here at Point is that you give back. Hmm. You know, that's that's a big piece, like in terms of how we travel, the hotels we stay in, whether we take buses or vans, whether you get one pair of shoes or two pairs of shoes. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it is what it is, you know, but um, I, I think if, if coaches can see parents as, as assets, um, it goes a long way. You know, when when like in my case, when guy calls home because. Uh, maybe he didn't play as much or he's going through this, that, and the other, the parents got my back, you know, and I know that based on the conversations we've had pre preceding that. Do you think you are uncommon in, in the college world with how involved you are with your, your players' parents uh, than others, or do you think a lot of coaches do that? I'm not quite sure. I just know I had a lot of issues before I started doing it. Hmm. And I don't really have issues anymore. You know, it's uh, when the parents know your heart and know your core values and know everything that's going on. That kid that's not playing is probably going to be more apt to stay and be retained, hmm. you know, and it's always about the people in your kids in, in, in the players ears. Right. And I want to have a voice through somebody else. You know, and I get to have that voice when mom and dad or whoever else is involved when they know what, what we're expecting and what we're about. You know, yeah. one thing I started to do this fall, I think I've done it on and off throughout the years, but definitely I've been more consistent with it right now is every Friday we use TMAP to communicate with, uh, with you know, so it's more yeah. comes up on their phones and not all the kids check email and stuff. So it, Parents and kids both, but I've been sending a Friday uh, weekly recap where we talk about the things with our culture that we've taught that week. Like this last week was toughness and the three kind of pillars underneath that and what what leads to toughness. But then also some things on the floor that we did and and then highlighting us. What we do senior videos of and I let them try to talk about what what we did that week. I, my whole idea there is I want the parents to know that it's more than just about their shot, their kid's shot. It's yeah. more than just about the basketball. Let them in. So maybe by depositing a little bit here and there once a week, whether they read it or not, they're going to have a message that says weekly recap. And, and hopefully when it's December and they're starting to question, you know, what is this all about? Like, why is it so serious? Or, or what is my kid actually getting out of this? I have some things already planted, some ideas planted, you know, in them. Right. No, I think it's I think it's a good idea. Great idea. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast.
It's just a matter of doing it.